Good morning. How we all doing? We about to get in to the playroom. And I'm your host, Flav. Here we go. So we got a guest, by the way. So this is going to be exciting. Awesome. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Good morning. Good morning. Where are you located? I'm located in Georgia. What about you? Oh, okay. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Awesome. First of all, it's it's a pleasure meeting you. Oh, you too. Thank you. You're welcome. I was actually listening to your podcast um when we when we first spoke and oh, uh-huh. I was like, "Let me let me key in let me listen to what she's talking about and there were some really great points out there so it's it's really really good that everybody has that niche and at the same time there's still that broad aspect to bring into the reality of the certain types of methods to make it work for everybody oh well thank you and i think you did a review didn't you yes yeah i i saw that and i was like oh that's neat <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome to the playroom, first of all. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, for the benefit of those who are listening in, it would be great for you to, you know, let them know who you are. I'll leave the floor to you before we get in so that, you know, they can have an idea. Because who is she? What is is he talking about? (laughs) So, you know, let's, let's hear it from you. Okay, so just kind of a background. Yeah, just a little bit. Just like let me know, like you know, why you're even doing podcasting. What is the passion? You know, what are the things that you really tackle so that when they come to your podcast, they'll be like, okay, yeah, this is why you rated or reviewed like this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So my podcast is called Frugalpreneur: Building a Business on a Bootstrap Budget. And it's basically, it kind of covers a bunch of different ways that people can make money online specifically, Um, uh, you know, just the different tools and resources they need to start a business and operate it on a budget. And then I talk with different uh, people in different areas of online businesses. Okay. Um, Yeah, whether it's like even podcasting or self-publishing or drop shipping or blogging, just different um, things that people can do online to make money on a budget, basically. Nice. And what are the things that you realize that cuts across everybody as far as budgeting and conversions? As far as, like, I you mean as far as, like, what people can... I guess what what do you mean specifically? Okay, specifically, I would say like what what do you realize that most people need the most when it comes to creating material that converts? Oh, okay. Uh, well, definitely an email list, and then uh, some sort of lead magnet as well. Um, like a, a you know whether it be a free PDF or checklist or. Um, cheat sheet there's a bunch of different things you can do to create like a free lead magnet basically and then to grow your email list that way and i think that's the the main way to get started really Mm. yeah exactly (laughs) email list is a great platform because 
you know, we use it a lot, but sometimes we don't really know the power behind it. And that's the thing. I think people are like, oh, your email, okay, that's like your phone number, right? It's like, no, it's more like your ticket, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I feel like also that that idea, that awareness is still very, it's not heard of. You know, people don't really talk about email marketing, you know? It's social media marketing, and it's like, okay, you forgot about the emails, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with social media, which you should be doing that too, but that's like rented land, basically. Um, you, you never know what's going to happen with like Facebook and, and the others, like whether they're even around in 10 years or even if they are, like the algorithm changes and uh, yeah, just the visibility on there. <laughs> like if you post something to your page, your business page anyway, I think only like 2% of people on your page see it and without boosting it or, or paying for ads. Um, so yeah, definitely having an email list so that you can market through your emails. And then if something happens to Facebook or, or whatever social platform, then you're able to continue to reach out to those people. Yeah, definitely. And I also think when you build that interest, when you build that certainty that, Hey, this is what I'm telling you, this is what it does. Okay. Does it work? Yes. This is what people say. So it's like a recurring factor that repeats the same message. And when someone sees it, they're like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. She knows what she's talking about. But some people just unsubscribe, you know? So that happens. But at the same time, does that bother you? Does that go in your way of saying things? Or does that even help you segment further? As far as when people unsubscribe? Yeah. Um, I think initially the first few times it happens, you're kind of disappointed. But then I, I've heard people say to actually view that as a good thing because that's like segmenting, like you said, your list even more. Or like if someone is unsubscribing, then obviously they're not your ideal customer, basically, your, you know, follower. And so, well, and plus fact, of it is to have an email marketing platform so if they unsubscribe then that's one less person to pay for I guess but um, yeah so it, it just it it's them weeding themselves out basically yeah yeah and when <laughs> when they weed themselves out it's like you're now giving more room to be more explanatory with your detail and that's also mm -hmm. helping with messaging as well so even with podcasting, how does that go with your email list and business? How does that play together? Um, as far as like growing an email list with a podcast? Yes, for you. Okay. Yeah, so at the beginning of every podcast, I have a call to action. Um, I basically say, if you haven't already, please be sure to get my books for free, the PDF version, uh, by going to the sarahstjohn.com forward slash free. And so it, it's like a call to action there right at the beginning before the episode starts. So, you know, people are going to hear it versus putting it, you know, maybe at the end or whatever. And, um, and then people, it directs them to that website and then they sign up, um, put in their email and it'll 
give them my my three books for free so i mean you could do it a, a few different ways but yeah that's the way i do it and i find that that's for me that's been the best option great that's great because i think podcasting for business is a very key factor because you're able to translate your message like now personal radio if that makes sense you know, mm-hmm. now you're able to say, okay, hey guys, I know you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. You know, you're actually listening to what I just said. And then you feel that emotion because now we care about the fact that we're representing this to you. So it's that connection. It's that value. It's that voice. And when someone, when you hear someone's voice so many times, you'll be like, yeah, I, I understand, you know? So mm-hmm. it's much cleaner and the message is sent faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are good points. Do you do, uh, like, a lead magnet or call to action with your podcast? Yes and no. Because <laughs> I feel like these days with my podcast, it's like the We Don't Play podcast has just taken its own form. Whereby, in the beginning, you know, as you listen to podcasts, you already know what's about to happen because it's a... There's a there's a talk about you know why podcast is friendly you know so you're already keying in to the fact that okay yeah this is a platform I'm using to distribute and people want to be like oh how did you make your podcast over there go to Anchor you know I'm not trying to say oh this is my podcast everybody has a podcast so <laughs> you what makes your podcast your podcast and then a different podcast from somebody else so. When somebody listens to one episode, they like it. They listen to the second one, they like it. They're like, okay, you have 50 more. Wow, where where was I? You know? Mm. Now it's that kind of, like, catch up. And it's the same thing with music because I'm into music and that's how it all started for me. You know, so I started off playing the drums and then at the age of six, self-taught and then started building and then I started enjoying the art of music and then I was like, oh, okay, I can record myself. You know, I used to use the Skype overhead, you know, with the two little jackpots. <laughs> so it was like really, really cute. But at the same time, I was like, damn, if I look back, it was good I went through that rigorous training because now I understand the process of sound. If I listen to something, I want to enjoy the sound. I don't want to be itching, you know? So mm-hmm. it's good that I've been able to push that music into the podcast field. And now for me call to actions are right in the middle it could be at the end it could be on the blog it could be in the email <laughs> you know <laughs> at some point you're gonna hear it rotating because by the time you're hearing maybe one or two three episodes you know exactly where to go nowadays i'm like check out playing.online and when i say it people go but i also look at my stats and i'm like i'm actually getting my biggest traffic from direct so people are literally typing it in. So I'm like, wow, this is great feedback because I'm very much into brand analytics. So I'm, I go into detail when it comes to looking at your Google analytics, matching that to your Pinterest analytics, matching that to your Facebook status, you know, your, your algorithms. People are like, oh, when's the best time to post? Every day, <laughs> every time. Because if you if you now go with what, the algorithm is giving you now you're trying to erase the algorithm and now you're trying to fit in because now you're not being too creative now you're trying to be instantaneous you know 
So now you have to maintain that and then it's a process. But I'm like, wait, what if I just sit back, do nothing, watch it grow, post something and then start trickling it down. And then I'm like, wow, people actually respond because the effect of, of posting happens after you post, not when you post. And that's something I've been saying a lot for a while now. And I, and I see it because I'm like, hey, if you ask a question now, you don't expect an answer in three minutes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you post a status. But when you post like 40 pins on Pinterest a day, if you do that, 30 percent of your content, 70 percent of shareable content, you're creating value. And then by the time you do that times seven and then you probably not have fun doing 500 in a week you know before you know it now you're attracting an audience that was not even looking at you but now is because they're like who is this person always giving us this good value feeds anytime you tap on it it's you anytime you tap on it it's you so it's like okay now you're you're actually showing that you care about somebody's feed so i know we're also going to get into pinterest because i've seen you talk about pinterest a lot and I really want to understand from your perspective because I'm new on Pinterest, but my Pinterest has been hitting. Like I started my Pinterest last month and now I have about about 35,000 monthly viewers and mm-hmm. it is dumbfound me. I, I'm like, what happened here? You know, like and, and it's scary, but at the same time, it's like, oh, so this is an actual SEO search engine because I'm very much into SEO because I do that for my website. I do that for other websites too. So I know exactly what the trends are and Pinterest gives it to you for free. And then <clears throat> you also have different platforms where you can be able to connect. So for you, how do you build that Pinterest podcast, email list, social media? What's it like for you? I, I really want to know. Yeah, and I recently, well, I mean, I got started with Pinterest a while ago, but it wasn't until recently that I started really trying to optimize it, I guess. I actually did an interview with someone, like a Pinterest expert, and and that episode hasn't gone live yet. That'll probably be uh, November, December, probably. Um, And that's going to be like an hour long episode that she gave a lot of good her name's Catherine Morehouse um, if anyone is curious to learn more specifically about Pinterest but um, so what I've been doing is that well I use a social media like scheduling tool called Crowdfire and so every time I have a new podcast or blog I have it set up to automatically like post that to all my social media platforms, but I also have it post to Pinterest too. And there's actually not that many like social media scheduling tools out there that post to Pinterest. So that's the reason I picked that particular one. Um, and so it'll have like the, so for every episode I have, I have a different like cover art. Uh, like that has the person's face and the name of the episode and whatnot. And uh, so I post that to Pinterest and it'll have like a link to my blog, my associated blog post with that, that has like the, the audio player in it and show notes and whatnot. Um, and I find that that, that generates, because like you said, it's more of a search engine than a social media platform. Um, 
So, yeah, when you start thinking of it or looking at it that way, because I think most people view it initially as social media, but then once you realize it's a search engine, you're like, oh, you just got to start like tagging it and, you know, hashtags and keywords and you have to figure out all that kind of stuff. And then, and I've heard like some people even use it for um, like affiliate marketing like they'll have a they'll post an image of like maybe it'll say the best email marketing platform or you know something like that and then it'll go to either using their affiliate link directly to that website or it'll go to like their own blog post about that item or product and I'm like oh that's kind of a creative way to use Pinterest <laughs> oh yeah that's a really good one yeah because once you start tagging the websites or landing pages those pages react back because it's like a pin it's like hey this is from you you know so it kind of helps give Pinterest the allowance to be like okay this is what you're looking for here you go you know and then I don't think there's ever a time you're on Pinterest that you get something that's off your feed because it's so specific. Yeah, true. Yeah, because I think when you set up a Pinterest, I I think you put in like your interests and whatnot. It's been a long time since I set it up. Um, And I don't know if things have changed, but yeah, you pick like what kind of topics you're interested in and whatnot. So yeah, I really like it. I, I think trying to remember i haven't checked lately how many views i get per month but it's kind of like similar in the similar range that you had mentioned okay yeah okay it's it goes up (laughs) yeah every month it it goes up and you wonder where they are though honestly I, i wonder are they actually there oh like on pinterest like no not on pinterest more like because you look at the like if you know your statistics you know the metrics with the impressions and the reach but when you look at the engaged audience segment and you're like wow these are like 2,000 people or 500 people are they actually mm. there because they don't follow you per se yeah that's the weird thing because I only have I think like 10 followers or something right Um. so it's interesting it's like a lot of people see your stuff but they don't necessarily follow you usually um and I actually just in the past week or two tried my first Pinterest ad um, for my new book, a free PDF version of it. Um, uh, it's hard to tell. I can't tell if that's doing that well. I mean, I think it's getting a lot of impressions, but then how like the the analytics are they're not as detailed as I'd like them to be. <laughs> Right. That's something I noticed too, because when you think about the impressions, the close-ups, they call them the close-ups, and you're like the saves. People like to save it. They like to see it. They like to enjoy the view when they click on it. But the conversion of actually buying into it or downloading it is different. So yeah, it, it, it plays a different role. And I think it's because the only way, and that's something I'm still yet to find out with Pinterest, but I hopefully think that that's a solution 
is that if you really want to sell then you have to connect your website to Pinterest as a tag one and then two as a product so that when you now log in people will see created and saved but they're gonna see shop when they click on shop now they can actually shop out if that makes sense yeah yeah because I was using Pinterest um, back when I was doing drop shipping I used it because uh, I was doing like baby onesies and stuff for my oh, dropshipping. That's nice. And so, like, I'd have a pin for every little onesie and whatnot. Um, and I, and it would lead. Yeah, each pin led to that particular item in the in my car or shop. So, yeah, I could do that with the business one or the the podcast one, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a definite one because I feel like these are areas that people haven't really focused much into and it's it's amazing how Pinterest is because I look at it and I'm like, one day this thing is going to be 100,000 monthly followers, then 500, then a million. And you're like, okay, so what are you guys doing with this information? <laughs> you know, so I think as the creator it's based it's literally based on the person who is managing that business pinterest account especially because now with business pinterest you can put videos which doesn't happen on you know normal pinterest accounts that's why i think for me i didn't even like pinterest in the first place but when i started doing like keyword research seo treatments i started seeing a lot of facebook and a lot of pinterest and i was like why is pinterest here and not linkedin and not twitter you know so I was like, okay, there must be something about Pinterest. And then I got in more to see that, okay, there's a larger audience from the women that are on Pinterest more than the men because those are more of SEO-treated words that help them search for things they need on the go. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the decor I need. This is the kind of outspace living room. This is the kind of, this is how to cook chicken you know like mm -hmm. very basic but fundamental things that mm -hmm. help you and then sometimes pinterest tells you hey somebody tried this pin that you saved and you're like what and i actually see someone making a whole um, um potato bread and i'm like what somebody actually <laughs> took time to make this because i saved it what if i didn't save it would that person have cooked it that day so it makes me feel like wow this is actually engaging but they don't really tell you per se. It just gives that information. And then if you use it to your advantage, like you said, affiliate marketing or send them to YouTube or you send them to your podcast or you just send them to the same link tree, you know, before you know it, they'll be like, okay, now I'm used to this link tree. Now what else is here? You know, and then it just opens a whole new conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, the possibilities are probably endless and... <sighs> After after interviewing her, and I still need to listen back to it and edit it and put it out, but uh, I'm sure I'll learn even more stuff listening to it the second time, but I was just like, oh man, there's so many things that I'm not doing that I could be doing and should be doing. Yeah. Because it, it's basically like Google, but with images, I guess. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the faster it gets to that the quicker the message is displayed and then it's retained because now you want to save it you want to download the image you want to 
check the website. And some people don't even know that you can click on the pictures. Sometimes. Some people just don't know that. It's it's amazing because no one says click. It's either visit or save. But when you click on visit, yeah, it goes. But people just like to swipe, swipe, swipe. So if something really catches your attention, you'll probably pause for like two, three seconds and be like, okay, let me visit this. And then if it's not something that interests you, you keep going. <laughs> so it's like, how can I keep that engagement? And one of the things I also realized for my audience is that based on the people listening, based on the type of people listening, and then looking at the analytics, I'm like, these people actually want to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, mm. so you look at some of the episodes I talk about, especially now with your immune system, you know, with everything going on, you have to be strong. You have to be prayerful. You have to be very faith driven to be like, okay, this is what I have to do to stay sane so that I don't go crazy <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, so Pinterest is also like a safe place. Cause now when I think about the time spent on social media now, I spend more time on Pinterest, LinkedIn, TikTok, mm. more than I would on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, well, and I kind of feel like Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter, yeah, that they're kind of like boring at this point. Like, I, um, I haven't really. Well, I think I started a TikTok, but then I didn't really get into like I would view videos but I wasn't really doing my own so I kind of fell off that bandwagon but as far as like I've been yeah Pinterest and LinkedIn I think especially if you're in like the business or like the b2b space I think LinkedIn is really good um yeah <laughs> for connections and whatnot and then I was gonna say with Pinterest it's like people can go directly to Pinterest and search whatever, but they could also just go to Google and search something. And a lot of times Pinterest will pop up as a result. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people use it for recipes or whatever. So like how to cook whatever. And one of the first few results might be a Pinterest result taking you to Pinterest. So it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of how to, there's something I'm trying to figure out. I don't know how it works. But there's some pages on Pinterest that actually have ingredients like bakeries and all this nice eateries and recipes. Some don't, but some do. And you're like, how did this one get this? You know, <laughs> and it's interesting because either it's tailored or maybe by email request. I don't know, but I'm still that's something I want to tap into for for a client, you know, who is, you know, working out a lot of great eateries. Um shout out to Dagashi Bakes and she makes amazing organic bread um, cakes um, you know cupcakes all this amazing dishes you're like oh this is such a memorable cake you know when you see a cake on a picture you're like wow that party must have been bomb <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the kind of image it brings with her brand unique value proposition so it's it's amazing to see that you know, when you look at pins and you're like, ooh, that's another nice cake, but this is a recipe, you're like, oh, this person took time to say this. Thank you. Then they're going to now engage because they'll be like, what else do you know? And then Instagram, if you put all those captions, people are not going to read that. So people more want to swipe now. They want to hear their reels now. So there's IGTV. Like, my IGTV doesn't get as much 
gravity pull as my reels or as my stories and i'm like this is different you know so now you're like video is taking over being on live is taking over uh, especially going live on facebook and youtube at the same time using a platform called Streamyard is amazing because i've been able to help churches um, um also individuals who just want to voice my family my mom too you know she's she's also you know out there and she's she's really really using like Streamyard to push you know the ministry and my dad too is doing that so it's it's amazing to see how social media now is so personal like the way it is right now and i didn't even get a chance to even ask you where you yeah you said you you said dallas but like in terms of like your 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 space and your podcast growth do you see it happening within dallas or do you see audiences outside and you're like okay maybe have a stronger pull outside the city than it is in Oh, yeah, it's all over the place, like with my analytics. Um, it's primarily United States, uh, but all over the United States. And then, um, let's see, like Canada and Australia and the UK and, and like St. Lucia was one. And um, oh, let's see, Bulgaria, like a bunch of like ones that you wouldn't even think of. So yeah. it's really interesting to go in and look at your analytics but yeah um i mean if you have uh, a podcast specifically for like say you're a realtor or something and you have and you're a realtor in dallas or something then yeah i i assume that most of your listeners will be in the dallas area um but you know for something that's not specific to a particular area yeah reach all over the world <laughs> that's true that's true and that's what i also see and i also notice most of the people who are listening in also from my channel are potentially and active home buyers and i'm like okay what are you guys listening to you know and it's it's great that you hear and you see those kind of things because you now go into research and you're like what is this city you know what is it talking about what do they do you know so i now go deeper and i use like market research like i always do if i'm trying to get into information and i'm like oh this actually makes sense so thank you for listening you know and then another moment you're seeing oh okay we have 23 to 27 year olds then we have a whole bunch of 35 to 44 year olds and you're like okay what happened to the kids but they're in the music there i see them on the tiktok you know then on the platforms on on different social media like youtube for me they see me through shazam so you're like okay everything is audio visual you know there's all this shareability but i think also with pinterest and podcasting it's the most inefficient way like you've mentioned how to really push out the market so for people out there listening I, w- I would like you to, you know, let them know what are one of the, let me say like, what are the tips you would give them that you give, you know, in the books? What are the things that strike out the most that help people, like you said, bootstrap their budget and make sure that they get effective results, you know, over a timeline? Um, yeah. So, I mean, on the business model is whether it's you know drop shipping or podcasting or blogging or affiliate marketing or uh, coaching and consulting 
because uh, different things, you know, you might need some different types of tools and resources. But for the most part, across the board, obviously, you know, a website, I think a website is important because I know people who just have a Facebook for their business. But like we talked about earlier, that's rented land and Facebook could disappear or change their algorithms or remove you or who knows what. And so you need to have a website that you own uh, and you can, you could do that for free. I mean, well, you have to get a domain, uh, which you can get for a dollar at oneandone.com. That's where I get my domains. And then the website is free. You could do a free one through WordPress. Um, you do have to pay for hosting, which is, you know, maybe three or five bucks a month. Um, and I use SiteGround for that, uh, but there's a million options out there. And then, um, you know, you could create a logo for free in Canva or for like five bucks and, and Fiverr, hire someone. Um, and then email marketing. Uh, I would say, so after you get your website set up and all that, then email marketing, which the one I really, I just found this one and I really like it. It's actually free up to like 3000 subscribers. And then after that, it's like, I think like 10 bucks, one time fee per thousand. Um, and it's called SendFox. And what I like about it, especially for content creators, like podcasters, bloggers, and YouTubers is that you could you can put in your YouTube link or your blog or podcast RSS feed and it'll automatically generate a, a weekly newsletter with your latest podcast episodes, your latest blogs and whatnot and send it out and it so it just saves a lot of time and it's free. <laughs> so that's what I use. Um, another good one is Mailer Light. They have a free plan. Um, and then there's Mailchimp which has a free plan as well, but I don't like them as much. Um, so, so, so there's a few free options out there. And then, uh, let's see, like a social media management and scheduling tool. I use Crowdfire and there's a few out there like Buffer and, and whatnot. Crowdfire is 10 bucks a month. Well, they do have a free plan, but if you want to use Pinterest, Specifically, it's 10 bucks a month to add, to get on the plan that has Pinterest. Um, so, so let's see. The website is free. The domain's a dollar. The logo could be free <laughs> or five bucks. Like, email marketing's free. The social media scheduling. I mean, you could start really affordably um, with just those you know, a few things. Um, and then, you know, go from there. Like, obviously if you're doing a podcast and you need podcast hosting and, yeah, uh, and all of that. But yeah, I think any kind of online business for the most part is pretty affordable because you don't have all the overhead costs of, you generally don't have like a storefront or an office space or anything like that. You run it all from home. Mm. Um, and then like, if you were doing drop shipping, well, then you don't have inventory either. So it's, yeah, I, cause I started out not in online businesses. I started a photography business initially, mm. but the, 
Yeah, the overhead costs, though. I mean, just continuing to manage and maintain and upgrade camera equipment and lighting and just all of that, it just gets expensive. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I switched to an online model. <laughs> oh, an online model. Well, not for photography, but for just switching business from like a service base to online so i did like drop shipping affiliate marketing uh, all of that <laughs> okay so i was gonna ask would you always need to upgrade your lighting uh oh for photography i mean obviously at a certain point things stop working <laughs> um yeah so and then with like cameras it's like they're always coming out with new ones that are even bigger and better but the thing is, is like iPhones do such good photos now, or really any smartphone. And it's like, I don't know. I just, it, it was like, I would go to, I was doing weddings primarily and portraits, but when I was doing weddings, it was like, all of these people had their iPhones taking photos as well. <laughs> like, are you taking like the, are you taking like the group photo, you know? Yeah. Um, and they wouldn't know where to look because everyone is behind me with their um, their iPhones taking pictures. And it's like, so then the bridal party would be like looking all over the place. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the confusion going on. <laughs> wow. I feel like with photography, it can go so many ways because I, I do photography too. You know, I do photography oh. for my church. I do photography for events, for websites, especially with websites. I would highly recommend anybody using this website called Compressor.io because picture quality is great and they have lossy formats. You can be able to have at least 10 downloads um, per day. Um, not actually 10 downloads per day, 10 a go. So if you actually want to, let's say, batch up your processing, you can do them in 10s. And then you can be able to now compress those files into lossy formats, which of course have less um, KB size. And then when you upload them, it loads faster on your website. So of course that reduces your bounce rate. That makes your Google search results more effective because you have pictures that convert. So you can be able to do that. And also if you're very location based, you can use geoimgr.com and that's pretty much geoimager.com and you can be able to actually locate your business so if you have a local business you can actually tag the longitude latitude and you can be able to use your all keys and really really get specific with your marketing and then upload that and then the image is going to have an exif tag exif tag and then from there you can be able to build your market you say okay this is bakery 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 before you know it now anytime somebody's searching for something on google and you have it on pinterest hello <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs> everywhere so you don't have to use all these tools but these are just essentials that would help you reach people in less time and also for me what i love about photography is that i actually studied it and you know back in the day when you had to like actually let them dry leave them in the dark room i did that and i was like this is so cool you know i was so grateful to have experienced that because now you just take a picture flash you have a picture but you don't know what's going on inside so for me to look at pictures some of course were not always great <laughs> because you know you're getting used to it but now i'm like okay 
this is how to compress your images and you can still use photography but my photography is not like oh i'm booked every week it's more like this is what i need to use this photos for and it serves its purpose like last week there was a baby shower you know i was there you know this thing turned into a huge thing if you look at the pictures you'll be like what was going on you know it's amazing because pictures tell stories so for me i i really do it as a passion more than oh i have to take 50 pictures and download them by tonight you know it was more of less pressure and more pleasure mm-hmm. yeah and i i discovered that i enjoyed taking photos of like animals and landscapes and architecture but not really people what (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) oh i don't i don't know people are just i don't know demanding i guess or harder to work with (laughs) oh people are harder to work with like Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, but, and also that's where the money is, though, is with people, like weddings and portraits and stuff. So, right. You know, but yeah, it was just, so it was kind of a variety of reasons that I stopped doing that, but. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking people management is actually hard. Mm-hmm. I can, like you just described the bridal party you're trying to let everybody focus and everybody's behind you how do you tell everybody to stop taking pictures when everybody's trying to get the best moment the best you know caption you know so it's like now you think about how to probably either still have the business and then have somebody as good as you or better than you run it and then now you just manage it and say okay this is the pictures that i need this is the kind of shots i need so that you're not there all the time you know some people can come in and say, okay, this event is three hours. I'll be there for the five minutes before. I'll be there for about 30 minutes in between. I'll be there for probably another 30 to an hour before it ends. And then you capture all the events and then you go. Because you know that if I'm editing photos, I'm not gonna edit a thousand photos, you know? And then you have to send them. And then when they get it, it's a huge file. They're like, oh, I can't download it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's now like amazingly different. But now, like you said, with books, I don't know how people um, distribute. But what I've noticed is like on blurb.com, you can distribute to Amazon and, you know, amazing other platforms. But you also talk about books. So PDFs, how effective are those things when it comes to creating content in context uh well i think they're useful because i mean you could do it as a like i use it for a lead magnet like i had mentioned like at the beginning of my podcast i mentioned hey go get my books for free the pdf version anyway um and and so i use the the digital form um like as a lead magnet but then i also have the print form on amazon um you know if people prefer the print form okay um yeah so i self-published through amazon and um yeah i want it's interesting because my first book was called frugalpreneur and i started the podcast to kind of coincide with the book and it was just going to be some short live thing like 10 episodes i was basically interviewing um the founders of these different um tools that i would talk about in the book like king sumo and mailer light and all this stuff um but then i was getting more leverage 
leverage and traction with the podcast than the book and enjoying it and making connections I was like oh I'm I should keep going and so I just kept going with the podcast um, but then I wrote a second book called authorpreneur about the self-publishing process mm. and then my latest book podcastpreneur is all about podcasting so it's kind of like as I would learn something I would then turn around and basically teach it through a book <laughs> mm. yeah I call it the smart. preneur series so it's called the what series a preneur series that's amazing so it's frugalpreneur authorpreneur and podcastpreneur but with each book i had no intention of writing another book but it was like in the process of writing frugalpreneur i learned a lot about self-publishing so then i was like you know what i should write a book about that and then in the process of all that i was doing the podcast and whatnot and i was like i, I should write a book about podcasting <laughs> but i think i think three books i think I don't have any plans to write another book at this point, but because it's it's easy to pretty easy to do it, but as far as getting sales and whatnot, like marketing it is I don't know. It seems like there's more time and money spent making the book and and producing it than I think for it's good for a lead magnet. But as far as getting sales, I mean, it's hard to do <laughs> to get significant sales without a bunch of like a big budget for marketing, basically. I feel like that's something that people usually talk about. And it's great that you brought this up because I've been able to understand how to get leads. Like within this past one month, I was running Facebook ads for at least $5 a day. And, and then I bumped it up to about $10 a day and I was able to get about 95 leads, you know, mm. people you don't know, but when you look at the map, you're like, wow, th this is where people really need this information. So now you segment again and you're like, okay, so if I got 50% and 10% here, that means these people don't really know what I'm talking about or they do, but there's not much information about it. So now you're able to leverage and say, okay, this is how to put this in that together so with business you're like okay how do you segment all this leads and then convert them into sales so mostly what people do is you get this kind of leads you've already attracted them you've left you with the information which means hello i'm expecting something from you so that means when you expect something from them it now shows interest it shows ability to explain further and then that way they're like, oh, okay. Because anybody who is being sold to, anybody that's in interest of something has to understand it at least eight to 12 times. And if you send an email, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, by the time they're seeing that, they're probably gonna be like, okay, let me buy this and see what it's about. But before they have bought it, they have to have seen reviews. They must have seen some form of a story, must have seen the product, maybe somebody talking about it. It has to be tangible enough from an audio perspective that shows interest and says, okay, this is something I probably want to try. And then if it's a physical store, okay, I'm going to go there sometime. If it's a pop-up shop, but if it's online, 
you can be like okay let's have a virtual conference you know winner you know gets it shipped you know to their place they can win a gift card it's very interactive to the point where it's now like okay we don't really care about what we're selling we are but what we care more about is how you guys are responding to it because you don't want to be a noise that is not being heard mm-hmm. yeah so you know once they're on your email list of course deliver whatever the free thing is like the the book or the cheat sheet or or whatever and then have like some kind of email sequence set up to yeah. automatically start sending out emails mm-hmm. um, you know mostly helpful emails or you know but you can mention your products and services here and there and then um, a- another thing I do actually to get leads uh, is I do giveaways like every month I do it's usually a book mm. so I'll do a, a monthly giveaway um, and I use King Sumo for that which is also free and uh, and so people can you know sign up to be entered to win um, whatever your item is and then you can add those people to your email list so that's another way of getting leads um and then with king sumo there's kind of a viral thing to it where if people share the giveaway on facebook or whatever or if they go watch your youtube video or they go listen to your podcast it, you can put a million different like things in there yeah uh, it gives them more entries so their chances of winning are greater mm. um so yeah, I found that that's another good way. The thing though is, is you want to make sure that whatever you're giving away is relevant to you, your business, your audience, because like if say if you're giving away an iPhone, for example, everyone and their dog is gonna <laughs> sign up for that. I mean, everybody. So it doesn't. Right. It, <laughs> so it, so it's like. Um, you're getting a bunch of people on your list that have no interest in your topic or whatever. But if you're giving away, like I give away books that are relevant to business and marketing and things like that. So they're going to be people who, well, and plus it's like, you know, a $20 item. So if someone's willing to give their email address to potentially win something that's only worth like 20 bucks, I mean, they're obviously pretty targeted. Um, right. Yeah. That's a very good one. Yeah. Because now you're thinking like what I'm telling you is what is actually the standard, but here is this book so that you can get more information. Then when you come to me, you be like, okay, what did what did this page mean? Because now you're the expert. You're the person in that field. They're trying to get there, but with your expertise, they now go through that experience much more smoother than following the rule book and not knowing how to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so I thought about, like, uh, so I've done, like, dot-com secrets. I don't know if you're familiar with Russell Brunson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has three books, dot-com secrets, expert secrets, and traffic secrets, and I love those books. I've read them, like, twice each. Um, So I, I give away those, and I give away, like, some books by Pat Flynn or, I mean just a bunch of different ones but I thought you know I should also include one of my books with Mm. when I give them that book when I ship it out I should 
start putting in my own book with it. One of um, so right. <laughs> I just decided to start doing that. So how's that been going? Um, um so I think this next. So, okay, so for the October giveaway, and I don't know when this episode goes live, but we're in October right now. Actually, this is Halloween. We're recording on Halloween. <laughs> By the way, it is Halloween, and it's going up today. <laughs> oh, it is? Oh, okay, cool. It is going up today. Uh, well, in, in that case, I guess I could say that if people are interested they to enter the October giveaway, um, it's at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash giveaway. And that link is the same every month. It's just I change the offer each month. So anyway, for the October giveaway is, um, uh, let's see, I don't have them in here. Well, they're these like deck of cards, but they're called pod decks. Mm. Um, and it's, so it's a stack of five, diff- it's five different sets, like the complete set. And it's basically for podcasters it has like different questions in it so like you could use them for icebreaker questions or mm. like just help like if if you can't think of a question to ask or you want to ask some like random interesting question yeah <laughs> um yeah so it's and i actually interviewed the guy who did that um travis brown who makes them uh and, and now he has an app for it you can use an app uh, so you don't have to carry cards around, but anyway, so yeah, he has five different stacks of cards that have all these different questions. And I, when I did the episode with him, I did like this 20 question, um, well, it was supposed to be like a, a fast round okay. where I'd ask like a question like quick and fire. answer quickly, <laughs> but it was like a whole hour because wow. we'd elaborate and whatever, but, um, yeah, so that's this month's giveaway is uh, those decks of questions. And so with that, since that's geared for podcasters, I'm going to give away, and I don't mention this on the giveaway, but I'm going to include my book, Podcastpreneur, because mm. it just makes sense. So, yeah, so we'll see how that goes with, that'll be the first month of giving away a book with it, too. <laughs> wow, I feel like I'm excited for you because now the people that are actually listening to you they'll be like i want that too i want to know what she's giving out and it makes that connection faster because now i'm like oh you you gave this to me one day and and i thank you for it because it helped me do abc so now you've added value to someone's lifestyle or pattern or paradigm shift and now you're giving them an incentive to be like okay there's something else you could actually do because information is power and it's consistent you know we're always going to know something new I didn't know about SendFox because I use something called Flowdesk and it does amazingly well and it's actually even a beta program because not many people know about it. Shout out to Emily. She told me much about it because she was like, hey, and we met on LinkedIn. Actually, we didn't even, we met on a webinar. Let me actually put it that way. We met in a webinar and I think there were questions going and it was so interactive and then i think both of us were going head to head head to head and then i think she left her email address and i wasn't able i wasn't able to copy it because time was just running out and then she found me on linkedin and she's like hey i'm sure you probably missed the email but here you go and then we went on a podcast and she talked about flowdesk it's as low as and you have to be an affiliate planner for that too but if i give you the link it's as low as 19 bucks for unlimited subscribers and it's such a great platform 
that you can actually upload your PDFs into the email. They don't have to leave because it has an integrated platform and then you have it authenticated. If you have a business email, it now goes into your primary tab because most times when people send emails through like MailChimp or other platforms, it goes to the promotions or updates. But if you have your website, if you have everything good as far as your branding positioning, you can be able to actually tag it to primary. So now when I get my emails, I'm like, hey, they tell me, hey, I got your email through the primary tab. I'm like, yay, awesome. <laughs> because some people, they go to the junk. Some people, you never see them and you think that the open rate is low because it's, they're not opening. It's probably because they don't even get it. So they don't even see it. But Flowdesk is such a beautiful platform. It's so visual that even if you have your YouTube video, you will see the YouTube video on the actual feed. The only thing it doesn't have is the RSS, which is really, really dope. But you can still be able to tag your links, change the canvas, you know, have um, GIFs. You can be able to put it in there. Enjoy just the platform because when people start seeing engaging content, they'll be like, oh, I want to stay on this email list because now I want to see what's going on. And it really helps with engagement because now it even tells you the last activity. You know how you can see on Facebook last seen two hours ago on this platform, it tells you when they were last seen. It tells you the, how active they are. It's such a platform. And I'm like, you guys are checking my emails today. And I sent my last email like three weeks ago. So it's like they still log in. They still keep the email because there's content there. Like if I want to check the latest song and this is the only way to get the song, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep on this email. So it's so interactive. I've been using it for about four or five months now and I can't even complain. So that's one platform that would be really, I can actually send you the link so you can check yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard one other person mention the name. They didn't go, they didn't really explain it, but, and then you mentioned it. And I was like, hmm, this must be some kind of new software. So I'll have to check that out because, I mean, I think you can use more than one email platform for different things. Like yeah. the SendFox, you know, for the RSS feed, you could do that. And then the one you're talking about for other stuff. So I might, I might have to get on that bandwagon as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's really really convenient it's such a beautiful platform and you're able to literally use everything in the platform and then send a test to yourself and then the great thing too is that i don't know if SendFox does this um but you can resend the same email to your people who didn't open it so within a 24-hour cycle you can resend that same email and then it gets a higher reach because now you've sent it twice. So now they're going to have two email threads and it's going to be so, so much powerful that you're like, wow. And then more people unsubscribe even when you resend it because it's like, I got it twice or I, I, I didn't even get it at all. And now I'm seeing it and I'm like, oh, wow. Somebody I, I sent an email to and I realized that emails that go out as appreciation, just checking up on you, no sales, no nothing, no promotions, just regular hello how are you somebody sent me a messenger i've not talked to in about five six years and he's like i was about to unsubscribe but i saw your name and i saw your content and i was like who's this because i i was able to gather some of my contacts from back in the day because i really store emails you know so i was like let me catch up with them because they don't really know what i'm doing everybody's busy everybody's you know doing their thing so the more some now subscribe of course through advertising some already there through organic reach you know it's all condensed but now i'm like hey he's like 
I really like your emails and I'm like wow thank you because some people don't tell you especially when it's really really good when it's like bad that's when you see everybody commenting <laughs> so it's, it's just mm-hmm. weird you know mm. oh wow yeah that's interesting I'm gonna have to check that out yeah. probably after this I'm gonna check that out actually <laughs> yeah okay yeah, so def- yeah definitely send me that link I'm curious yeah definitely actually you know what since we're on it right now I, I know we're at the top of the hour ladies and gentlemen this is how podcasts go because we can keep going and going so i'll ask you are you busy can we keep going because i want to show you some flow desk before we you know wrap it up oh sure yeah we can keep going okay so i'm going to send you because we're going to do this right now because you know we're live we're recording so i want to show you flow desk this is Flodex. Oh, interesting. You can screen share on Zoom. Interesting. Yes. So you can use Flodesk for your benefits. And I'm actually about to do a course because I, I give people courses on branding, business and branding, um, pro tips. I'm going to show you that too. Just to let people know what to do with their business. What is your, your brand value? Are you a style brand? Are you a lifestyle brand? Are you a disruptive brand? Like, for example, a disruptive brand would be like Airbnb because they're doing the norm of being everybody has a house and everything, but they are doing it in form of business that has a different way of modeling. So that's a disruptive brand. You know, a stylish brand, a value brand like Walmart is different from like a style brand like Target, you know, so there are different things. And this is a platform that really gives you information about how to use your data they have stunning templates and for example if you click on something like this you can attach your pdf so let's say you have your book here you can say hello and then the good thing too is that it personalizes it so if you have their names it just automatically tags them in so now it becomes more personalized it's so much better because now when you're calling someone by their name and just saying hey sign up it's more like Hey, Sarah, sign up. You'll be like, oh, okay. Thank you for taking the time to, you know, let me know. So it's more personal and it's more rewarding. And this is what it looks like. So this platform, you can be able to change the boards. They have really high quality pictures. So even if you have like Compressor IO and you give them a photo book, it's such a magazine type of email platform that you can display images videos embed your links not really embed per se because that's for blogging but you can also tag your hyperlinks and give really really good value because if you look at this there's the font there's a layout there's the link and there's a block in the link they'll usually have either an attachment to a pdf or you can actually have a link directly to that place you want to send it to and it's it's really 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 nice and it converts because once you get statistics like this it shows you who's reading are they reading from their laptops from their tablets from their phones it's so down to the t <laughs> that you actually appreciate the insights that it gives you and it helps the workflow even better so let's say somebody opened your email and you can let me know you know how it goes when i send it to you and you will see how like if somebody opened the email and they wanted to actually download the book you know they'll download the book you send a thank you message probably after an hour if they didn't maybe you can send an announcement and say hey check out this podcast about this and this they'll be like oh i didn't know about it then they'll come back right here they'll be like oh maybe i should maybe do the quiz that quiz will take me right back into this segment so it's so user-friendly and it works like 
like magic. <laughs> so wow. it's, it's really, really good. What do you think? Yeah, that's really cool. So, um, so it says try it free. So I guess you can do like a free trial or whatever, but then if you want unlimited subscribers and it's the 19, like a one-time fee. Actually, no, it's, it's 30 days for free. You get a free trial, but okay. when I send you the affiliate link, you'll be able to cut down 50% off because it's usually like $38, which is really, mm -hmm. really high up there. But you'll get it for as low as 19 bucks lifetime per month and you have oh, okay, unlimited uh -huh. and you have unlimited subscribers so if you have 50,000 2,000 20,000 subscribers that $19 does not change mm, okay yeah that's that's a good deal <laughs> for real because like you mentioned when you get to a certain threshold you have to pay more so I'm like how much mm -hmm. will I keep paying to grow my audience rather than concentrating on the content and be more specific to my market Right, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Exactly. So yeah, this is this has been a very very interesting, you know, conversation. And shout out to Podmatch. I'll always say that because mm -hmm. whenever I get um, a chance to you know reach out, I can do that because this happened randomly. I was on my Facebook groups and I really interact with a lot of people on Facebook. And in those groups, somebody was doing a beta program and he was like, hey sign up and i don't know i think he's a founder and i was like mm -hmm. let me check it out maybe we're on the same facebook group we're in the same facebook group. you never know but i was like let me tap in i created my profile i left it and then you were the first person that sent me a message and i was like this thing oh, actually really? works <laughs> so, <laughs> so i was yeah, like yeah I, yeah alex sanfilippo yes yeah he yeah uh i actually did an episode with him talking about pod match because i thought it was so cool as well <laughs> yeah it saves so much time it's it's like specifically marketed to you and now before i even get on a podcast with you i've probably checked out your podcast i've checked out your website so i'm more like ready for the interview or ready for the talk because now it's so much better Mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I check that thing like every day. Oh, really? Uh huh. So, what's what has been your before we go? What has been your experience? Because I'm still probably like a week or two old, you know, in there. But how has your experience been when it comes to relating with people that you've not met? You know, that kind of podcast flow. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, it's like he tweaks things, um, you know, on the part where it says match. It's like I used to get matches and now it, it's not showing me matches anymore. So I just go to like find a guest or find a podcast or whatever and um, and do it that way. Because sometimes you'll find people in there that would match anyway. But so for some reason, the matching part hasn't been working lately for me. But I know it's still in beta. So, yeah. Okay. But I like I like how he's added like the review section. So like when you have a guest or vice versa, you can like leave a review on there and I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So. <laughs> definitely. And every one of the ones I've talked to, it actually converts into a call and cuz this is a second call and I'm having another one next week with an amazing marketing genius. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to talk about because I'm like, these are people doing their own thing 
And when you come onto a podcast, it's now where we're able to share ideas. We're not really selling anything, but we're giving you valuable information that you'll be like, oh, I never knew that was existing. And now when you use it, you'll come back because you probably think all these other episodes have valued information. So yes, even um, one thing you also definitely inspired also for me too is the rating of the podcast because you also you did rate this podcast.com forward slash oh, yeah. you know and mine is rate this podcast.com forward slash we don't play and uh, i was like this is really really cool because now you can rate it i don't really get much ratings because i've not really voiced it per se but somebody actually rated me and i was like oh i don't know where this person is but thank you but how do you make sure your ratings stay up and popping so that you know somebody knows about it i know you mentioned pre-rolls but do you include that in your mailing or do you have that in in vocal forms um so yeah so at the end of every episode i add the um you know the whole rate review subscribe thing uh, and i say yeah that rate this podcast.com forward slash um which i think is really cool because it's so much because then people can, so the way that works for people who don't know is that you can then rate the podcast on whatever platform you're using, Apple or whatever, instead of saying, well, I don't even know if there's really a direct link you could say for Apple. So it's just nice that it kind of takes all your, I'm on the free plan, but I think if you pay, then you get even more, um, like you can add more uh, affiliate, I mean, affiliate, <laughs> podcast directories on there that someone could uh, review it on. But I just like how it's just one simple link and then they can select where to go. And it like walks the person through what where they need to click and, and whatnot to leave the review. Um, okay. So yeah, so I have that on the end of my episodes. Um, but that's really the only place I say it. I don't I don't really say it like in emails or on the website or anything. I mean, oh. maybe I should. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they say, I've heard people say that just asking for it, people don't usually actually do it. So some people say it's a wasted, a wasted call to action, but I don't know. I feel like I have my main call to action at the beginning, so I might as well just put that at the end until maybe I have some new call to action to put there. <laughs> right. I mean, it works because it worked for me when I when yeah. I heard it from you. That's what I did. So, you know, I believe other people would do it, but sometimes yeah. not everybody wants to voice their opinion, so they just keep watching, like Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate that you did that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it, it's like you never know. When someone does leave a, a rating or review, you don't really know usually, like, what prompted them to do it. Like, was it because I said go to this link or, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so we just have to keep working and keep doing it. And also podcasting is new, too. So imagine 10 years from now what kind of podcasting we'll do for internet radio. So we just have to keep going because content like this will be big throwbacks, you know, very soon. And we're like, Oh, I wish I listened to this in 2020, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining the playroom. You know, it's Halloween. It's the end of the weekend next week. You know, the country is, is really going into mm -hmm. it, you know, so wishing everybody safety, you know, peace, you know, everything should just work out perfectly. And, 
God knows, you know, so we just leave it into his hands as we look for a brighter future, you know, for everybody. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime. Thank you so much for being in the playroom. And definitely I'm looking forward to being on your show one of these days. So I don't know how I can get on, but, you know, after this, we can maybe talk about it and see the way forward. But I'll definitely send you the flow desk, too. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Awesome. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You guys heard it first from the Frugalpreneur. An amazing, amazing, amazing episode. You guys know I don't go this long, but today was just one of those days where you're like, ah. It's a weekend. It's the last day of the month. You know, happy birthday to everybody who is turning whatever turning age you're turning today. So, you know, happy birthday to you. And also shout out to Dave. Happy birthday to Dave as well. You know, today's his birthday. Everybody's just having a great time. The weather is great. You know, some people are having some snow. By the end of the day, you know what it is. You know how to get down. Enjoy yourself, stay safe, keep your immune system up and running because right now we're about to rock out the podcast. It's about to be November. I can't wait to meet you guys. There's so much to tell you. There's so, 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 so much to tell you. Speaking of telling you, check out the beanies that we just dropped. The Rocket Beanies are out on playing.online forward slash shop and check it out because there's so much for you to see out there. If you ain't known, now you know because... Everything is happening right here at the We Don't Play podcast show. Thank you for staying tuned. God bless you. Stay safe. Have a wonderful weekend. Peace out.